Gilman Scholars, this is your captain speaking. Get ready for takeoff. And welcome to another episode of the A. Gilman Podcast, a podcast produced by the Benjamin A. Gilman Scholarship Team. My name is Sarah Murray, and today I have the absolute pleasure of introducing Lamar Shambly, nonprofit, entrepreneur extraordinaire, and also a Gilman Scholarship recipient. Welcome, Lamar. So happy to have you. Uh, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this for, for a while now. So <laughs> this is a huge honor. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, my name is Lamar Shambly. I was born here in Brooklyn and grew up in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, I had an incredible study abroad experience in college um, that led me to become a high school teacher here in Brooklyn. So uh, I've been a teacher for seven years and that uh, eventually led me to start Teens of Color Abroad. I'm a lover of languages and also a huge lover of music, all things hip hop related. Uh, so excited to talk with you more. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. So Teens of Color Abroad, like you mentioned, is a nonprofit that you started in 2018, correct? Correct. Well, what inspired this entrepreneurial endeavor? Yeah, um, I was actually inspired by my Gilman experience. I'm not saying that just because I'm oh, on the go. No, it's very real. <laughs> uh, not just because I'm on this podcast, but really studying abroad in, in college changed my life. I had one of my first international experiences uh, in college where I traveled to the Dominican Republic. Um, and before that, I hadn't been out of the country at all. My academic advisor helped cover the cost of a passport and he helped me with the airfare. And that was the first time that I had an educator in my life, like knock down that huge financial barrier for me and open up the world. Um, so yeah, I went to the Dominican Republic for two weeks and I helped translate for That's doctors. Amazing. I did ethnographic research in the community. Um, and also for the first time, it was seeing the intersection of race and language. Uh, during 2009, I received a Gilman scholarship to study abroad in Seville, Spain. Uh, and those six months changed my life. I lived with a homestay family. I took university level classes entirely in Spanish. I had, you know, made friends from Spain, Italy, Turkey, uh, but I was from Bedside, Brooklyn. So I was like, I have a very different lived experience than these people. But there was this really, um, really interesting connection that brought us together that I wanted other students of color, other black students to experience. And so because of that six month experience in, in Spain, I moved to New York and became eventually a Spanish teacher. So I got to see firsthand how important languages are, but also how passionate a lot of students were in learning languages. And so because of that, I was like, well, I think I want to start an organization that will provide more students who were like me international experiences as well. So it was because of that Gilman experience in Spain that led me to start Teens of Color Abroad. What an origin story. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> um, well, I know that the COVID pandemic has been affecting people across multiple industries, but especially, you know, those in international education. But could you tell us a bit more about what it's been like for yourself and your team and how have you been adapting your work 
within the COVID pandemic limitations? So we were really hoping to bring a group of students this summer to Spain. And obviously that didn't happen. So what we did uh, is actually starting this week, we kicked off our very first summer virtual uh, language learning and cultural exchange program. Teens of Color Abroad partnered with an organization called Natakalam. And Natakalam offers language learning programs uh, taught by refugees. Right now, what we're doing is 50 students are taking uh, two weeks of Arabic classes where they're taking an hour of Arabic Monday through Friday. And then on Fridays, participating in a cultural exchange session. So um, they will get to meet and hear from the lived experiences of a refugee. Uh, and the really cool thing about all of this, too, is also their Arabic classes are taught by refugees. Currently, we're doing uh, this language learning program and the students seem to love it. So I'm really excited about it. But you also talked before about you had a chance to, to go abroad with Gilman. Your experience doing that and even overcoming those challenges that was like well, a little bit later to study abroad, you realize how important it is that students get a chance to go abroad in general, but especially students of color. What aspects or fears about studying abroad do you think has prevented students of color, but especially African-Americans from studying abroad in the past? I honestly, there, there are lots of things, right? And I, I feel like the, the term anti-Blackness just keeps coming to the forefront of my mind. And that's pervasive across culture. It's usually people who are the darkest skinned deal with the most problems. And that's, you know, here in the States, in Asia, and lots of other places. And so there was this fear of, are people going to treat me differently? Um, are people even going to accept me? How are my homestay family, like, how are they going to respond seeing, you know, their new son, a Black American? But those are very real fears. Um, when I was abroad, I, I connected with a few other Black American students who spoke to me about their, their same fears, uh, fears that their parents may have planted in their minds before they even thought of those fears. But I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to study abroad because it gave me a chance to be an ambassador for my Blackness, right? I'm very proud to be Black. Even though we are only, Black Americans are 13% of the American population, we have such a strong culture that is uh, impactful across the globe. And so, you know, some students that I met in Spain were impacted by Black American culture. Uh, studying abroad just gave me a fantastic opportunity to debunk myths and different stigmas and stereotypes that are, you know, that have made their ways around the world. So I think it was, you know, an incredible opportunity for me to be a cultural ambassador. Um, and also, I had seen the data around that point. When I studied abroad, only 3% of U.S. college students abroad identified as Black. Uh, so I saw that there was a huge, race, it's a huge racial disparity in who has access to those programs. And so I ended up meeting some people who may not have ever met someone Black in their life. I, I just saw this as a huge opportunity for me to, to be proud of who I am and, and where I'm from and, and to start to uh, hopefully change that racial disparity that exists in study abroad. No, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I know when I 
when I studied abroad, I had my concerns about, and I was doing massive research about, oh, racial stigma against African-Americans in country A and country B and country C. And also this uh, mental gymnastics about where will I be accepted? That even happens here in the States. I had to realize that this wasn't just an international thing. Like this is happening all over the world. This is happening here. I'm really thankful my college, William and Mary, did a fantastic job in making sure that we felt comfortable, but also that we had other William and Mary students there with us. So I didn't feel alone. And I know that something that you touched upon in various capacities is that one of the biggest benefits of studying abroad, which is why you feel that so many more people, especially people of color, need to go abroad and have this experience is the opportunity to learn and experience difference in all capacities. How do you think that learning and understanding different aspects of difference within the concept of culture can help someone become a better advocate for social justice? In my experience as a teacher, I think I really got to see that firsthand and how learning a language uh, increases cultural empathy. When you learn a language, you learn more about that person's culture. You start to like understand a bit more, even have more questions and find ways in which that culture overlaps with yours. So for example, teaching here in Brooklyn, a majority of my students were from the Caribbean. They're from Trinidad. And so uh, one day we got to break down the name Trinidad right? Ending in D-A-D. Where in Spanish do you see the suffix D-A-D? In comunidad, uh, in liber, uh, libertad is T-A-D. But there are lots of you that, there are lots of words that end in D-A-D. And so I got the students to see, so what does Trinidad mean? It's a trinity. What's a trinity? Oh, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Where does that come from? It comes from Catholicism. Exactly. So I help my students to discover a global story about their culture and where it comes from all the way back to uh, Spain. Um, and even the capital of Trinidad is Port of Spain. And so students just started to see culture more in language study uh, and wanted to know more about people's backgrounds. So, so what's life like for them over there? What do they do? Um, and so that, curiosity uh, peaks, right? Uh, the Institute of International Education did a study that showed over 75% of high school students who engaged in some sort of study abroad experience, they reported an increase in intercultural skills. So talking across cultures, they saw an increase in self-awareness, they saw an increase in curiosity and confidence. And so all of these skills I would say, are hard to teach directly in a classroom. You're not going to get that unless you have these lived experiences. Uh, and so I see studying abroad as, as an opportunity to round out students. They're learning so much in the classroom, but they also need to have that curiosity and that confidence and that cross-cultural awareness and, and how important that is in any career. Uh, and so these are skills that help strengthen them as people, but then also as employees. I saw that connection between language and culture and travel and, and skills that students need to thrive. 
that perspective actually I think is it's really interesting because it's more the idea that when you're able to recognize the similarities between cultures around the entire globe, you, you can see, oh, I have like a sister culture, a brother culture, a sibling culture of some sort. And then it doesn't seem mm-hmm. yeah. as different. Yeah. And I, for me, that seemed especially important to stress for Black students. I wanted to show them that uh, Blackness is global. It is everywhere. Like there is a story uh, beyond just what you know. And that story goes back to other places, other times. And so I think it was, uh, you know, just trying to elongate out to show them that they are so much more than what they think they are just in this moment uh, and that they can find other people across the world who think like them uh, and who share similar sentiments about culture. Going about in that way helps to, helps to avoid the idea of othering. When you learn about different cultures, you can naturally become an advocate. You can become someone who's aware and is interested. That alone helps you to be someone who just wants to mm-hmm. encourage equality across cultures because you know that we're not all that different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, you're preaching to the choir. I feel like language and travel helps build community. So after students return from partaking in a teens of color, abroad global experience, honestly, just cultural immersion what do you see them doing five years after their program concludes? Or how do you see them in the future being examples of global ambassadors? And like, what do you see the future of your students being? Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic question because I don't see um, us as just having this one-time impact on students, right? Uh, in last year's Open Doors report, they reported um, only 6% of US college students abroad identified as black. And so my hope is to almost like create a pipeline program where we encourage students to use this opportunity as leverage to access other international opportunities. Um, I also see this as an experience that will push students to want to learn more about the cultures of the people that's closest to them. When I got to William & Mary, I was part of the South Asian Student Association. I was part of the Muslim Student Association. Um, I was a part of all of these cultural groups that I didn't identify as, but they welcomed me with open arms because I was so curious and wanted to to learn more, right? That that increase in curiosity and in connecting with people across different backgrounds. And so more importantly, I want students to feel comfortable uh, maneuvering through, uh, you know, potentially homogeneous uh, settings to to know that they have had experiences that have shown them that they can thrive no matter where they are. And then as a last extra fun question to conclude this episode, could you tell me about a dream travel destination or international experience that you want to have in the future? Uh, I can only choose one. I mean, you can give me two. <laughs> if you have, if you have no. two, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, I think I'll stick with one for now. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. But yeah, and this is a very different experience than, than what I'm used to. I love traveling in, in um, 
maybe staying in one place and getting to know locals and, and becoming a part of the community. But I've, I've always wanted to do the Camino de Santiago in, in Northern Spain. And so uh, it's uh, also known as the pilgrimage of Compostela. So they start on the Western side, excuse me, they start on the Eastern side of Northern Spain and then walk across uh, Northern Spain Well, I'm very sad to say that unfortunately that's all the time that we have for this episode. But Lamar, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This, uh, I, as I told you in the email, I would do anything for Gilman because those six months really changed my life. Uh, And so if there are listeners, students who may be interested in studying abroad, when the world opens up, you will not regret it. Um, I think it really transformed my worldview and also gave me the confidence that I needed to start an organization like Teens of Color Abroad. So it, I can't say this again, it really changed my life. So definitely go for it. And then on that same vein, is there a way for our listeners to get in contact with you and learn more about yourself as well as Toka? Absolutely. So if you're on Instagram, you can follow Teens of Color Abroad at Teens of Color Abroad, um, (laughs) won't be hard to find. And then also, if you'd like to keep up with what I'm working on with Teens of Color Abroad or updates with me as a teacher, uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, Lamar Shambly, I am the only Lamar Shambly in the entire world. Um, So please feel free to connect with me there. I love um, just meeting people uh, that's sort of in the same space in uh, folks who have incredible study abroad experiences and stories to share. So I'm here. Please don't hesitate to connect with Lamar to learn more about teens of color abroad, as well as to hear more about his time abroad as a Gilman scholar. Don't forget to subscribe and download this episode as well as our next launching September 1st. Till next time. Wait, before you go. We are still in the search for an original A. Gilman podcast theme song. Are you a musically inclined member of the Gilman community? If so, then we would love to hear from you quite literally. Please see this episode description as well as the last to find more information on how to submit your original 30-second tune. Happy composing! <laughs>